Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Patrick Conley, glad to be with you again, along with Cammie Ruthum, our producer, Paul Sonic, our technical producer, coming to you through the relevant Radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. Anyone who's prayed the Stations of the Cross in Jerusalem has a memory they'll likely never forget. But you don't need to go to the Holy Land for the Stations to be a powerful and profound way of walking with Jesus to his crucifixion. Joining me now is Dr. Johan von Paris, a native of Belgium, who has been the Basilica's Director of Liturgy and the Sacred Arts since 1995. He holds graduate degrees in art history and comparative religious studies from the Catholic University in Louvain, Belgium, and a Ph.D. in theology from the University of Notre Dame. Dr. Van Paris, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Very good to have you with us. Uh, well, let's start off with uh, the Stations of the Cross. How long has the Stations of the Cross been celebrated there at the Basilica? Oh, at the Basilica, as far as long as the Basilica has existed, undoubtedly. There's, sure. of course, in our Catholic tradition, a very, very long and strong tradition of Stations of the Cross. One would say probably going back to when the first first pilgrims went to the Holy Land, you know, most notably uh, Saint Helena, the mother of Constantine, who's like the the first grand uh, person who went on pilgrimage to the Holy Land and became very very popular afterwards. Mm. And that's of course the root of the Stations of the Cross that we know today. Right, and it's difficult to go to a parish these days without seeing them adorning them wa- adorning the walls. And of course, it is especially prayed and participated in in this Lenten season. Now, I've heard that you actually have more than one set of the Stations of the Cross at the Basilica. Is that correct? That is correct, indeed, yes. So when we think today of Stations of the Cross, most of us would probably think of the 14 stations uh, that we're very familiar with and that we think have always been the stations we've celebrated. Because as a matter of fact, through our history, there has been a variety of stations, both in number and what the stations were, ranging from seven to about 30 stations. Hmm. It was not actually until the 18th century, to be precise, in 1731, that Pope Clement XII codified the 14 stations that we're now so familiar with. However, in 1991, St. Uh, Pope John Paul II, um, you know, traditionally on Good Friday, the Pope celebrates Stations of the Cross in the Colosseum, and they always commission somebody to write meditations. Well, on that occasion, the Pope commissioned a different set of stations, scriptural, scripture-based stations, because, you know, some of the stations we have in the 14 stations are you know, Jesus meets Veronica, which is a very meaningful station, but it's not, you can't find it in the Gospels sure. at that very moment. Um, uh, but so he commissioned stations, and each one of them are scripturally based, so you can find reference in the scriptures, starting with Jesus uh, in the, the Garden of Gethsemane. But And what he also did was he added a 15th station, and the 15th station is the resurrection. Because his thinking, or what he said was that without the resurrection, everything before makes no sense. Hmm. And so today we have both the 14th stations, you know, since uh, Pope Clement the Twelfth uh, codified those, and we have also the fifteen stations, uh, which Pope John Paul II uh, codified. And so, in the year two thousand, 
uh, to commemorate the beginning of the third Christian millennium, we commissioned a new set of stations. We have the 1926 traditional station, carvings in the wall, and then we have this other set of stations, which illustrate the uh, 15 stations by Pope John Paul II. Yeah, very, very nice. And do when you uh, celebrate, I know I've even seen a video online, I believe, of the celebration mm-hmm. of the Stations right. of the Cross there at the Basilica. Uh, do you do you celebrate? Which ones do you celebrate, or do you alternate back and forth between the two, or how do you do that? Well, t- today, thanks to COVID, um, <laughs> we actually have taken it has taken it a step further, where we. You know, most people join us via live stream now for the stations. Sure. Um, and in order to, um, you know, it would be the same stations every week, but we wanted to offer different stations, both visually, the images, and also different meditations. And so every week of Lent, we actually have offered a different set of stations, starting uh-huh with our traditional stations, the images from the Basilica and St. Alphonsus Liguori's meditations, his 18th century meditations. And then we've, we've done different stations, mostly actually stations that we found on the USCCB website, uh, where the bishops provide us with a number of different stations to pray uh, the meditations. And so we did stations to overcome racism, for instance, which we paired with images that we were given permission from uh, a cathedral in Kenya uh, to use their images for for those stations. Um, And so every week of Lent, we have had a different set of stations, which has really uh, enriched, I think, the people's experience um, of, of the Stations of the Cross. I can imagine, right? And I—that's it's a somewhat of a new concept to me too to do the stations uh, with a specific intention in mind. I've always uh, entered in as a way of personally participating in in some way in Jesus's journey to the cross, of course, but uh, with a particular intention in mind, and that's a that's a wonderful way of doing it. Let's talk a little bit about the actual practice of the stations. What what makes the prayer of the stations of the cross unique amongst all the devotionals? that uh, the Church offers us today? Well, I think the the Stations of the Cross really allow a participant to focus on the passion of Christ. Mm. The very, very early Christians, those who had known Jesus and maybe the next generation, they really um, focused on the resurrection. They had not yet embraced the fact that the, the passion, the self-sacrifice, is, is what what made this this big gift to us, uh, God gave to us. And so, once the the second and the third generations of Christians started to realize that, oh yes, the resurrection, of course, is is very important, and it, it's it's key to 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 our belief and to our salvation. But without the passion of Christ there would be no resurrection. It's sort of the, the mirror image to what John Paul II said, without the resurrection, the passion would have no meaning, but without the passion, there would be no resurrection either. Right. And so um, so the, the, the Christians gradually came to realize the importance of the self-sacrifice of Jesus. But then what happened was that, you know, Christians, 
particularly during periods of time of suffering, of which there have been many throughout our 2,000 years of Christianity. Uh, think, for instance, of the plague during the Middle Ages in Europe. The Meditating on the passion of Christ gave Christians solace because they could they could join their own suffering to the suffering of Christ. And and in in the Christian art, for instance, it's it's interesting to see that often when they depict Christ, you know, let's stay with the Middle Ages and and, and the plague, they depict Christ on the cross with the similar wounds that they would have suffered from the plague. And so there is a clear identification with the, the, the suffering of Jesus and also an ability to offer one's own suffering up to Jesus and and have this moment of joining one's own passion with the passion of Christ. And so what what the, the stations allow us to do is is follow these last moments in the life of Jesus. I mean, everything in the life of Jesus has led to this, obviously. I mean, it's, it's complete giving himself, his love, um, which culminates in the ultimate sacrifice of giving his life. And so it allows us to meditate on this and, and to, uh, to, to really, I mean, it's a very emotional experience to, 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 pray all those moments and ultimately crucifixion and then for me the most the most um moving moment is when jesus is taken off the down the cross and and placed in his mother's arms and you know so many you know so many people can identify with that suffering you know where a loved one has died and 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 the last moments with with the body of a loved one. So it's a very human um, connection that we have with Jesus throughout this th- these last days of his life. Absolutely, and I, I'm just reflecting too in our closing minutes in this in this uh, conversation. I wanted to ask you specifically about uh, the the physical aspects of participating in the stations. Now, of course, not not always do people uh, follow around at the stations, although they frequently do. They might uh, physically get up and follow around. And it's related to, although it's a little bit different from the the actual, you know, f- f- counting along with the rosary, counting the, the Hail Marys, the Decades of the Rosary, or the Divine Mercy Chaplet, or something like that. Can you just make a brief comment, Dr. Van Paris, about um, the physicality of participation in the stations? Absolutely, and uh, you pointed out very correctly that, um, of course, not in COVID, but in normal circumstances, mm-hmm. it's important to walk from station to station. You know, as you would do, as you would do with the Via Crucis in 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 Jerusalem, mm-hmm. uh, you walk from station to station, and that very fact of walking is walking with Christ from one station to the next, from one moment in his passion to the next. So it's a very, it's one of these very physical things we do. Um, you know, it's, it's a profession, if you wish. And uh, processions are very important to Catholics, because in a procession, it, processions are never 
functional. They are always symbolic and theological. Mm-hmm. And Stations of the Cross is one of these symbolic and theological important processions where we move from station to station. In a way, if you think about it, Jesus carrying his cross, Jesus falls the first time. It's a very physical experience. So we, too, walk alongside Jesus from station to station, maybe like Simon of Cyrene, helping him to carry his cross. Uh, what a, that's a great and a beautiful illustration. Well, Dr. Van Paris, I'm, I'm really sorry to say that our time has run out, but we're so grateful for all the work that you do there at the Basilica in that beautiful setting. And we pray that uh, God would continue to work in and through you as we near this, uh, this time of, of Jesus's passion and resurrection. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Uh, If you'd like to partake in Stations of the Cross through the Basilica website, just go to mary.org and look for the link there. All right. We're going to head into our final break. When we come back, we've got all sorts of wonderful things that Paul and I want to share with you about how to make this Passion Week your best Passion Week. Stay with us. Stay with us. 